Hello, and welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. And today we have a huge episode, a giant ah, episode. I you see might what even you did call there. it a Titanic <laughs> episode. <laughs> and you were afraid I was going to be wow. doing the bad puns wow, today? Well, I was afraid you were going to steal my thunder. <laughs> no. That was what it was. <laughs> you guys okay. have been like all thinking right. about these all week, oh, haven't yeah. you? Just yeah. trying. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. Don't sink our hopes before we get started. Oh, yes. man. So this is how it's going to be. <laughs> you oh, know, Lord. I didn't oh. spend all week thinking about puns and stupid jokes. I actually just watched the movies. That's because oh. you're not a guy. <laughs> oh, is that what that oh. is? No, I'm pretty sure Val can hold just... her own with the puns and the stupid jokes. I have so. girlfriends that But she like doesn't puns. need to think of them. That's true. She just we gets them on the cuff. Yeah. Yeah. She just yeah. pulls them up off the top of her head. That's fair. That's <laughs> Still waiting for my That's Fair shirt. I know, we're working but on it. I want it. your face on it. Like, my face I want on your it. cartoon face. Can we get somebody to cartoon sketch you? Oh so my gosh, yes. I was looking at some of the apparel that we can add to the store, and we can do oh. socks. <gasps> so we're going to get we some do socks, flamingo socks together. Socks I think so. Our, I'm going to oh, look yes. for some, totally need some, get some flamingo, flamingo designs oh with some gosh. movies that make us logo on there. Hint, 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 hint. New hint. logo, hint, hint. Hint, hint. That's a good hint. Yeah. As, as Tracy was pointing out before we went on the air, that's what they call in the biz, a teaser. A teaser. A teaser. A teaser. A teaser. All right. We are so grateful for Holly for recommending yes. this movie and suggesting it. And we Thanks, are going Holly. to talk about Titanic today. Yes, absolutely. Which is a little film that came out in the 90s. <laughs> Some people probably haven't heard of it. This was actually one of those that kind of broke, um, it breaks the rules of, a movie that makes a lot of money is not yep. going to make it to the Oscars. Yep. Right. Where, however, it made a lot of movie. It made a lot of movie. It made a lot of <laughs> it money. Make a lot it made of a movie. movie too. It, it made a lot of movie. It, ke- it, it keeps making a lot of movie. Um, yeah. It made a lot of money and it um, still went to the Oscars. So, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it won Best Picture. So. Yeah, it, 11 it, Academy Awards out of yeah. the 14 nominations. It tied uh, All About Eve, I believe. I remember uh, when this ever. movie came out and I was a huge James Cameron fan, mm-hmm. um, mainly because I wanted to get in the show business and my last name's Cameron and I'm like, this is the way. It's fake. <laughs> this, this is the way. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but it came out the year that I graduated high school and I was headed to film school and I just thought this is amazing, this technology that was in this film. And I remember going to the theater to see this film. I saw it at least five times in the theater and I remember going and it was always people with dates or mm-hmm, like right. girls with their grandmas and their moms all crying and everything. <laughs> And I'm just like leaning forward in my seat, looking at all of the fantastic um, stunts that were in the mm-hmm, film, mm-hmm. all of the great, um, I mean, the cinematography. The, the cinematography, but he also created technology at the time that hadn't been yeah. used yep. on the screen. And I remember seeing, and I would look for it over and over. And every time anybody mentions the movie Titanic for me, I always think of this. And it's not Leonardo DiCaprio sinking uh-huh. on, because there was enough room totally on that freaking door. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the guy when the ship breaks in half and their half starts going up in the air Propeller guy? before it sinks. And yeah, the, the guy flips oh, down yeah. and like his head yeah. and his body like all the way down the ship oh. because... That's not a real person. I'm sorry. What? If you didn't know that. I thought that was like a stunt double or something. But for me, like over and over, I just wanted to like rewind that and keep rewatching it because at the time you didn't see stuff like that. Right. You didn't. The technology that he brought, we now take for granted and mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh, Titanic. It's just one of those, you know, stupid lovey movies, but it's actually like a technical marvel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really is. So I, this came out. 
um, right before I started working at the movie theater. So my oh, first okay. like high school job, I started in January. I think this came out in December of 97, mm-hmm. if I'm remembering correctly. But it was but still going strong in January. Every weekend we had to set up the lines in the lobby because this was before assigned seats and everything. Mm, so people yeah. would come mm-hmm. like an hour or even more before the show started to line up so they could pick the prime seat in the theater. Right. It ran in our largest uh, theater in the in the whole building for like three or four months. It was for it seemed like forever. And every weekend that lobby was just full of teenage girls. They had seen <laughs> the movie three or four or ten times at right. that point and right. just loved it. It was a phenomenon that like I don't know that I'd ever seen anything like that or since when I worked at the movie theater. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, in the casting at the time, um, people didn't think it was going to work. Right. Yeah. Because Leonardo DiCaprio and um, Kate Winslet, Kate Winslet um, were not who they are now. Mm-hmm. Right. And actually, one of the biggest names on the movie was Billy Zane. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and Bill Paxton and um, Kathy Bates. Like, those were the names, but they didn't They're even not have. They didn't. Superstars. No. Yeah. So it's crazy because in. You know, and now, like, what, Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio have been in, like, what, four movies together now? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Um, and they, but this, I think, was, you know, that that chemistry that you just can't beat. Mm-hmm. I don't right. think they could have cast this movie better. No, and it was, it was good that I think they got a couple of unknowns, that they went more for the chemistry that they had between themselves instead of trying to get big names. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't think it would have worked with, yeah. if they had said, hey, let's get a big name huge name actor in there to sell the movie. Instead, it was the acting and the story. Well, the studio wanted them to. Right. Because the cost was already high. Right. And then production costs went through the roof. And Cameron was known for going over budget. He had done True Lies. He had done Aliens. He had done T2. Which are all very similar to Titanic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But they all went about 8-9% over budget. Right. And so they were already planning on that. And then when this thing, and now it sounds funny to say, but it got to $200 in costs. And the studio was just... Freaking out. Freaking out. Yeah. And Whereas they, now it's like 200 million. That's All right. yeah. not that big of a deal. Sure. Like, yeah. Do you even want to compete? I mean, seriously. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so the studio was actually really afraid about um, losing their shirt on this. And, uh, and then when it got not only critical acclaim, but box office acclaim, they were really glad they didn't split the profits because they almost did. They almost yeah. split the costs and profits with another studio. Yeah. And they didn't. They got all of it. Yeah, I'm sure they were glad. They yeah, did. afterwards, yeah. Well, because for a long time, is, this was the biggest. This was seen biggest. while it was being made as a as a flop. This yeah. was being oh, yeah. banned by critics before anybody had seen it. This was seen as uh, Cameron's Folly was a nickname that they used. Um, everybody expected this thing to be awful, and it it's not. No, it's not an awful movie. It's a, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it deserved what it won, I think, as far as Academy Awards. I mean, it, it won a lot. So I mean, I Leonardo it, DiCaprio didn't win anything for well, it. Of course he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> this, this was the first of many disappointments is, for Leonardo DiCaprio. This was DiCaprio. the beginning of the sad Leo me. Yes. <laughs> it all started here. This is where it began. <laughs> I mean, because before this, it was just growing you. pains. So. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot he was on growing pains. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought, no, wasn't he in Eating Gilbert Grape He was in Eating Gilbert Oh, he was in Eating Gilbert And he was fantastic yes. in Eating Gilbert Grape. Mm-hmm. That's one yeah. of my favorite movies. He's disgusting in it. It just makes me stick. And when I, I just feel sticky. Yeah, because well, he is <laughs> constantly sticky. sticky. The whole time. That's yes. all I can think about when somebody says, do you want to watch that movie? I'm like, no. I don't want to feel no. sticky. It's great. Yeah, He's no, great it was, in it. Yeah. 
yeah. no, I've seen it. I don't want to feel that sticky ever again. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to argue with that because you do feel sticky just watching his character in that. But, but yeah, I mean, this was, I mean, really it was growing pains and then eating what's eating Gilbert grape. Mm-hmm. And then this, and this really is what this launched propelled his him into huge yeah. superstardom. Yeah. And luckily he was a child actor who managed to successfully navigate the waters, sorry. Um, yes, I love it. Of Hollywood. Not sorry, don't apologize. Yeah, <laughs> Fake apology. <laughs> that one was just off the top, though. That was yeah, not, that was good. That, that was yeah, that's why you just go with that's it. Why man. It wasn't that good. Anyway, no, um, it was brilliant but, actually. <laughs> but I mean, he's gone on to do some some incredible things. In yeah, Hollywood. I mean, he's all right. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean he's had an okay career. Yeah, he's, really. he's moderately successful. Yeah, yeah. So, but I do think it's interesting because um, when they started filming this, they were behind schedule on building the set because Cameron insisted on having this built in this gigantic tank. And like you said, we have the beginnings of CGI, yes. but we can't do full CGI for everything yet. Right. And so they were scrambling to try and find scenes to film. It's kind of like Jaws when the shark wasn't working. They filmed all the stuff on the land to try and get something in the can. And um, because a lot of this movie takes place on the land. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So they shot as many interiors before the flooding and stuff as they could. Um, But the first scene they actually shot was uh, the where Leo draws Kate nude. Mm -hmm. That was the first time they had done a rehearsal, but this was their first thing on film. And Cameron said he wanted to wait until later in the movie so they were more comfortable with each other, but realized that there was this awkwardness and this kind of gangliness in a way and and rawness to it that worked for the purpose of the film. So he's kind of glad that he ended up doing that. So I mentioned to you guys that I worked at the uh, movie theater as a teenager when this came out. And surprisingly, most of the boy ushers Mm -hmm. were always willing to go and check on Titanic about the time that that scene was going. It was weird. Oh, it's 22.53 seconds in. Yeah, they were like, they knew exactly what it was. I got you. They'd go in and check on it. Don't worry, boss. I got this one. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Titanic's an interesting thing when you bring up that scene mm-hmm. uh, because we're, I grew up here uh-huh. in Utah uh-huh. you kind and of this know you're movie going. was huge mm-hmm. with the teenage girls that on Sunday were going to church and learning all about modesty and everything else and whose parents <laughs> wouldn't let them go see Schindler's List because it was rated uh-huh. R, but, yeah, but they saw this movie 10 times. <laughs> They're going with the young women's group. Yes. They're all going together. Young and, it, and it's not just this scene. There's also the scene in the car. Where uh-huh. it's, yeah. And it's the not gratuitous up. necessarily. No, no. But it but is. Remember the hand coming up and slapping the window. Yeah. <laughs> it's but, not in here. But it, I struggled with this movie because I felt like it represented a huge double standard in a culture that I was a part of at the mm-hmm. time and, and still am a part of. And. And that is, you know, we're not going to go see this movie because it's rated R, but because this one got the PG-13 rating. Then it's okay. Then it was okay. Mm-hmm. And the love story was so great and endearing <laughs> and wonderful. But I'm like, well, wait a second, though. What, what you're complaining about over here, why you won't go see these movies that, that I think matter as well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're, you're okay going to see this well, other one. I, I worked in the video store when this came out on VHS. Uh-huh. This is so far back I go. Um, but a lot of parents were complaining that we would rent it out to their kids and we're like, well, technically it's PG 13. Yeah. So we technically can 
Yep. Um, but I had many a parent upset that their child managed to rent this and bring this in. And I'm like, you're not their parent shaking their head. Exactly. It's like, why don't you know where your the, kid the, the is? The store <laughs> policy was, is if they wanted a rated R movie or a M rated M for mature game, then we had to call. But if it was PG 13, then yeah. And not, but yeah. Here's the list of movies my kids cannot watch. <laughs> Everything except for these two movies. So what James Cameron did with this movie um, has now been done with a lot of movies, but wasn't done a whole lot prior. And that was he did behind the scenes footage mm-hmm. um, where they recorded behind the scenes. He also simultaneously um did a documentary, which was the first of, I think, three documentaries Mm -hmm. that he's done about Titanic Mm -hmm. now, um, which was really cool. I don't know if it's three. I think so. Is it? Okay. I know there was another one that came out like last year or something like that. I think that that was the third one. Um, But he, he was just very, I mean, this was a, a, project a passion project mm-hmm. for him you know mm-hmm. i mean like true lies was a great movie but i don't think he was like you know this i really my- got to capture this moment <laughs> but, but like titanic was he actually worked with people that have been searching for the titanic he helped mm-hmm. them create um technologies to actually go down and get footage of um the ship that hadn't been gotten before right. and so right. this mm-hmm. was not just a movie for him he had been working on this for what 10 years something like that yeah. um and still after the movie came out still working on stuff um, um, to do with the Titanic. And now there's even the uh, Titanic um, museum tour yes. that goes. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff that they have in that now is because of the funding the movie, from yep. this movie and yep. the technology to get there, which is really cool. So That's it's awesome. not, yeah. he didn't just give us the movie. He gave right. us a lot more than that, which well, was really cool. He, he doesn't yeah. give enough credit for, he has created like new lenses. He's created yeah. new camera housings. The guy is a scientific Yeah, he may not make savant. a ton of movies, but that's because he's building so many things in between <laughs> yeah. each but he, movie. The, the pressure, the problem was getting cameras down to the bottom of the tit- where Titanic is, is the pressure would crush the camera housing. So the cameras had to be big and the, ca- the housing had to be big. And he managed to shrink all that down where they could actually go inside the ship and film stuff and recover stuff. And, and uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing that what he's done with that yeah it's it's incredible the guy is kind of a jerk on set though i've had uh, i mean when you're doing that much <laughs> oh, and yeah. you have that much writing on it oh yeah you know what i, I don't, totally get i it. think he's just business he, yeah. you know what i mean he absolutely like he's all is. business because he's got a lot to do and he's got a lot writing on it he doesn't make little pansy movies no. he makes avatar yeah. he makes titanic you right, know like right. he's and he, like you said he is creating things that other people aren't some people like I would just like to make a movie and I say just, uh-huh. you know, right. but he doesn't just make movies. Right. No. Right. So, well, and I think that it's hard. There's so many different personalities for successful people. Mm-hmm. There's so many different recipes for success. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we get surprised sometimes when we hear that, you know, a certain director isn't really great on set or isn't very kind or whatever, right, but right. he's doing it the way, the way he knows how, and that's been successful for him. And, you know, he gets, he gets good results. Yeah. I've, I've had a couple of friends that have worked on a couple of, of his films and the crew create shirts that say, I survived a James Cameron film. <laughs> they consider themselves like war buddies afterwards because he, d- he just isn't my morning show partner, Mike on B98.7, his son worked on avatar too. Uh-huh. Um, and he actually, he's like, I'm standing in this room 
and it's James Cameron and me. So the highest person, wow. <laughs> like most important wow. person in the studio is here. And then me, I'm the peon that gets, you know, he's the PA. <laughs> and he's like, it was just this dynamic. But he didn't have a bad experience because he was learning. And I just think, you know, when you're when you're with someone like James Cameron, he's not like Alfred Hitchcock. He's right. not going to be a dick just to be a dick because mm-hmm. I feel like Alfred Hitchcock was sometimes. Right. Um, but he did it because he also felt like he was getting that performance, uh, performance or, out of you, but he also was a control freak and he yes, admitted yeah. to it. So he did it. But James Cameron is just, I think he's just all business. I think that's yeah. just his personality. Well, he doesn't put people down. He just says, this is this what is I expect what I, of you. Uh-huh. And he doesn't expect anything from anyone else that he wouldn't do himself. He right. is on, he's not that director that's only there when it's his job. Right. He is on set from beginning to end. He's in every single creative process. Well, and a good example of that is there was a cameraman, a camera operator, filming the scene where all the water comes rushing down the hallway and they're shooting a tremendous amount of water down a physical hallway towards this cameraman, which is all below. It's like freezing. Water. It's freezing right. water. Yeah. I mean, it just was, they couldn't um, make it warm. Right. And so the cameraman was not getting exactly what Cameron wanted. So Cameron grabbed the camera and did it himself. He shot that scene himself because wow. he was like, you're not doing it. I'm taking over. I'm doing this. Yeah. And I mean, that might have seemed mean to the camera person, but sure. for me, like if you're spending that much time and money on a project and you want to get this specific shot, I'm freaking getting the shot, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, because it's not cheap to reload all that water no. and to redress yeah. the set. Yeah. And- so I just, I <laughs> respect the fact that he knows what he wants and yep. he does it, but he doesn't really crap on people, but he just is very specific. Tough as nails. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. He has the expectations of everyone else that he puts on himself. Yeah. That's a fair point. Yeah. And a lot of, I think a lot of the successful Hollywood directors are, are similar. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear similar stories from like George Lucas on star Wars and things like that. Yeah. Anyway. So I, you know, yeah, yeah. I want a shirt someday that says I've survived. making James James Cameron. Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll get you one. Uh, yeah. Well, no, I'd like to actually like somehow be involved. Yeah. Like, that would be me cool. Too, me too. They keep pushing avatar back and back. So, yeah. um, they were working, going to be working on Avatar 3 simultaneously as Avatar 2. Um, but now Avatar 2 release has been pushed back. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I honestly don't know if it will get seen in, I, I, I don't think know. eventually. Um, but I they think people say that don't they finish principal photography. Yeah. yeah. Now they're working on all of the special effects. But I'm with you. That is such an interesting movie because it made so much money, but it didn't really grab hold of the culture. Like the culture did not See, and I loved it. I watched it over and over. But, but I mean, yeah, it didn't, I it didn't see, embed like itself it didn't, into the public consciousness. Yeah. It's not yeah. this beloved well, film. Yeah, well, I mean, he, doesn't do, he doesn't do his marketing like Lucas does either. He, no. he makes his movie and, you know, he lets, lets it, it speak, speak for itself. itself and then he moves on. Well, and I think with, with Avatar, you can see a good example of that as it as, you know, it was the number one grossing movie mm-hmm. of all time until and the technology Endgame. that he built for that movie was the same oh, never been used incredible before. and, and, the, 3D, and yeah. the results were incredible mm-hmm. but you've got now just a decade later when Endgame was racing to get there and fans saying why is avatar number one and not even realizing yeah what I the cultural impact was between, right. but he also i mean he has to one-up himself yeah. you yeah. can't just release avatar 2 mm-hmm. not james cameron it's like, gotta he be... has to make it better than what you're seeing on any other well, movie 100 and disney just put a ton of money in Florida into oh, yeah. uh, the, the Pandora. The Pandora. Pandora. Mm-hmm. And so they it's want to see amazing. the movie go out and they want I mean, to... they could easily change Pandora over to Wakanda. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, they can't 
right now. No. Because I can't do anything Marvel in Florida right now. Not in Florida, but they are in Disneyland. Yeah. yeah. I actually, yeah, they're, the cool stuff at Disneyland for Marvel, a lot of it was up when I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could meet people. <laughs> um, but So that'll be open this summer. Yeah, um, and that'll be really cool. But it'll, it would be nice to see. I mean, I, again, if they were like in a couple of years, well, this isn't working out. Just change yeah. it to Wakanda. We'll yeah. be fine. Although I have to say that Flight of Passage ride. I've heard it's incredible. The coolest ride I have ever been on. Yeah, it's an. I was I was giggling like a six year old. I was. <laughs> it, it and was we should amazing. point out none of us have been on Rise of Resistance yet, so no, no, that's, that's why true. it's still probably the most amazing ride you've ever been on. Yeah, soon, very soon. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have to say that yes, there are some amazing uh, performances in this movie, oh, and then there sure. are some that are just kind of. Eh, that's all yeah. right, Billy Zane. Yeah. Um, oh, he's but, so earnest though. But Kathy Bates is Kathy so much Bates fun. I love her so much. Love her character doesn't like show up very often, but she is Molly Brown, or I guess they say Margaret Brown, but Molly, yeah. Molly, Molly Brown. Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is my favorite. If I was going to be stuck on a boat with anybody as the Titanic was sinking, <laughs> I wanted to be her because you yeah. know you're surviving. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, true. For sure. That's a good yeah, point. That's yeah. definitely going to happen. And then I, as soon as I got off the boat, I'd just follow her. Okay, so where are we going now? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's our life going to look like now? I want to be with you. You're going to yeah. survive. <laughs> but, but that's the kind of performer Kathy Bates is. I mean, yeah. she's yeah. just, she usually brings, I mean, that's why you've got her nominated for best supporting actress this year in a movie, in a movie that, that, that nobody really cares about she, yeah mm-hmm. but it's kathy bates and she just brings it every time yeah, she's yeah. on screen yeah. um to me kate winslet's performance is the heart and soul of this movie yes absolutely. Um, leo leo's good he's he's okay um but she brings such heart to this movie where yep. it could have best just been this spectacle of destruction and death and she really brought some gravitas to it. Well, and her mom. Oh, yeah. wow. Frances yes. Fisher. Ooh. She plays a nice, snooty, mean mommy. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and Which she doesn't even perfect. flinch, you know? Like, yeah. It's just like, dang. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, Kate Winslet is incredible in yeah. this movie. And and I think her performance is why you do care that there's space on the door and that she shouldn't, you know, <laughs> Leo shouldn't die. And it's not because of Leo's performance. It's because of her, because exactly. you care about him through her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, everybody's done a moment, whether it's on a scooter or a boat or an uh-huh. elevator or an escalator where you're standing behind someone holding the them and you're, uh-huh. <laughs> and you're holding them and you're going up into the sunset. <laughs> Like ever, even if you haven't seen the movie, you know you what know that, that scene, scene is on the front right? of the ship where he's holding her and her arms are out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll bet even if we told our listeners, like they could post pictures of them doing King <gasps> of the World somewhere. Yes. You We'd know love what? to see it on Facebook, I, Instagram. I will give, I think I have some prizes to give. I nice. will give away. You know what? I will take, um, I will take the winner to the Sonic screening with me. There you go. Awesome. Nice. There you go. So the Sonic screening is on Saturday. Right. The Saturday after this episode um, airs. Yeah. So Saturday morning. Um, and if we want the you most post creative. a picture of you, I only have one ticket though. So whoever's in the picture with you, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I or if you don't want Sonic, I also have another, um, uh, Maleficent download code. So oh, you, you can watch Maleficent, but I got a prize for somebody. Awesome. Yeah. That's there you a great go. idea. That'll be fun. I want to see those pictures. Yes. It'll be really as cool. As creative as possible, please. <laughs> so so the King of the World moment, obviously, is iconic. Everyone's mm-hmm. done it. The other thing I think that is so iconic about this movie, of course, we can't not talk about it without talking about Celine. 
the yes, Elon yes, uh, and the song. So that's a that's a good segue there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, so the the composer wrote the song, Uh "My Heart Will Go On," and so he reached out to Celine Dion's husband, who's a famous uh, record executive, and asked. That's true. Yes, um, and asked if she would record this, but they did it in secret because Cameron did not want a song with lyrics over his film. He felt like it would kind of downgrade it it would kind of cheapen it um and so they went ahead and recorded this in secret and the composer held on to it for months waiting for the right moment and played it for him and and cameron listened to it three or four times and finally said okay i think i think that will work and the studio was very excited because if they had some kind of hit song yes it would propel this movie even higher which it did oh yeah it's not like she had ever gone down in being famous but that was like the height that was the height of her absolutely absolutely it was Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know that she's had i mean she's been famous for a long time and she's going to i mean she's incredible and talented she had hit records playing on mm -hmm. radio stations like it was she was mainstream she was the Um, biggest thing out her hits you were playing what she had out now which is the current so um and then there's the diamond oh yes oh yeah the diamond. Did anybody else think the old lady was just going to slip and fall and go overboard? Like it's <laughs> I really was afraid for her. She was like so frail and she was out there all slippery. Like, yep. That would have made the movie even better. <laughs> what a very, a very <laughs> different movie. <laughs> I did not see that coming. <laughs> James Cameron murdered an old woman, wasn't it? I mean, he has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure so. Will be the last. <laughs> I, I I always kind of felt like the the diamond was kind of a MacGuffin in a way, which we've talked about before. Is this kind of plot device that doesn't really have a whole lot of meaning to the story? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I if I necessarily needed to see it again at the end, but I was okay with it. Yeah, but it wasn't like oh my gosh type of moment. Yeah, you know. Um, and originally the the idea was to have um, Bill Paxton's character, who's been searching for this for so long. Um, go up to her and talk to her, and then she would reveal that she still had it. And then he would realize that treasure is not worth it and would walk away, and then she would drop the the diamond over the side of the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they decided that people weren't emotionally connected with that character anymore because yeah. it had been so long since we had seen him at the beginning of the film. So they ended up cutting that and just having her alone. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah, I think it's, it is kind of a MacGuffin. Although I don't know what excuse he would have used to, to draw her if he yeah the, no I, I, I get that I just girls, I, I think for people that are ro- you know romantic mm-hmm. yeah. in that kind of thing I think it was one of those things where you're like okay like that's something she kept uh, with her to. she held on to you yeah. know um, but yeah and I mean she left the boat without having any money, any family, any anything. So for me, I thought, okay, but wouldn't she have sold it so that oh, she yeah. Could, yeah. Exactly. how many times did she pawn it and then buy it back? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I have nothing, but I'm going to hang on to this forever. Yeah, that's a good point. So you're just basically not romantic enough is what Val is just saying I, right I, now, Tracy. He's not a teenage girl that went to the movie that thinks that Leo should have been on the door, that yeah. thinks that Celine Dion's song oh. really like 
she was speaking it from my brain. Like I'm going from like a teenage girl. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like they want they all want a guy to give them that, but not Billy Zane. They want it to be Leo. <laughs> Leo's broke though, ladies. So yeah, Leo would well, not anymore. Shame. His character was broke. Yeah, Leo's doing okay. I hear. He's fine. I think he's probably fine. Yeah. And he's all of his model fine. girlfriends. I think he's actually still dating teenage girls. <laughs> from what I understand. Um, woo. Uh, but I think they're all twenty-one. They are. I'm sure they are. I'm just barely. But. Yeah, I mean it's close. So might be kind of close, but. Well, Holly, we hope we've talked about it. Okay. <laughs> well, here. one thing that yeah, I did want to mention too that I liked is yeah. that Cameron. A lot of the previous Titanic. Uh, representations on TV or film, it was a very slow sinking and it was very calm and it was very sedate and Cameron wanted to capture the chaos that must have been happening while you were on that boat. So you do have the guy falling down and hitting that propeller. You've got stunt doubles that are falling and hitting the the smokestacks and bouncing off. Um, One of the things that, that I love about this movie is the sound design. Oh yeah, um, because you feel those hits. Yeah. You feel that. Well, it, in the theater, impact. you felt the grumble mm-hmm. of you know the boat. Oh yeah, when it's it starting to break great. in half. Um, and- I love the fact that they just had, and this just shows you kind of the. None of these people really thought they were going to die, right? Because most of that, I mean, the people that were in the lower deck, which you know, probably thought they were going to die. Well, they are dead already now, right. but like all of the, you know, to do the upper class, none of them really thought that they were in danger and the band was still playing. Like yeah. keep, keep the music, keep it all fun. Keep it, keep calm. it nice Everything's and calm, good. you know? And like, I mean, more than half of those people died. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, that's kind of where they were at in their lives. They were like, thought they were invincible and they're on this unsinkable ship. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I mean, probably none of them knew how many people had died below already. Right. 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 And they now have, um, I saw th- that there's, they put some color photos. They put color into some photos, oh, really? um, from the Titanic to act that were like, you know, during people took oh, photos wow. during the time. Um, and I guess they have found them. I don't know. Like this wow. was recent. So I have need to read a little bit more about that, but there's, I feel like there's always something new mm-hmm. about the Titanic. It's a like fascinating story. Yeah. Where I think it's always going to live on in our, mm-hmm. in our hearts. In our hearts. Go on. <laughs> I mean, but, and the other thing that was I, just perfect. Yeah. You know, <laughs> teed it up she knocked it out of the park um but the other thing that i really 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 like too is at the end of the movie you don't have any kind of music it's just the ambient sound of the water yeah and the people mm-hmm. and the quiet of the night and it just is that's heartbreaking yeah right, to me whereas well, you're out in the middle of nowhere and you no help right yeah and the sad thing is that there was a boat fairly close by the californian but it turned off its radio and didn't hear any of the SOS cries and didn't see the flare. So a lot of those people could have been saved. Wow, I bet they feel bad now. But, yeah. <laughs> Whoops, whoever turned that radio Turning off. Turning your phone off at the end of the night. That's just, I'm, I'm just sure saying. I'm sure there's nothing going on out here. We're, nice. <laughs> We're out in the middle of Icy nowhere. water. We'll just turn that off. We're fine. <laughs> what but could I, possibly happen? Well, I remember one of the early criticisms of the film was that Cameron did do a love story. And there was kind of this pushback. And this was mostly before the film got released, but there was kind of this pushback of why do you have to invent this love story? Why do you have to invent characters? Why aren't you just making a historical film? Because it's not a documentary. Exactly. Right. And and it works out. (laughs) I mean, that really. Well, it's the same reason why when you watch most historical pieces, 
you've got to have something that anchors you to the story. Exactly. Like you don't care about the group going after private Ryan and saving private Ryan. If you don't care about the group, if there's no story, if there's nothing that builds there's those no characters, Ryan, we're just, ha- we're in school talking about the war. Like, right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to have something that invests you in the yeah. story. And if this makes somebody more interested in Titanic and want to go read more about it or study it more, that's a, that's a win. And it you know, did. Even if that like, person it, was it, James it, Cameron. It, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it so totally did. Like yeah. the, it exploded around the Titanic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, for years after the movie, there are so many people just mesmerized by the story and wanted to learn more. I remember there was so many things going on. You could, every museum had something going on yeah. about it. Every, you know, class was talking about it. So I, this is, this movie Schindler's List. And then recently I saw, um, I watched on Netflix, um, when they see us, which I can't speak oh, I enough about. It talking is talking about that. Yeah. It is really hard to watch, but this, that, and like Titanic and again, Schindler's list, saving private Ryan. If that is what media can do, mm-hmm. if right. it can teach us a little bit so that we can, you know, get a flame of knowledge in us to go and learn something about these actual occurrences. Um, I think that that's exactly why I want to make movies, why I love watching movies. Right. Yes. You can go and see, you know, like die hard and you can go and see all that. But I mean, you know, to see something like Titanic and then everything that came after it, I'm sure there are people that went to school to learn more about this or to become somewhat, you know, something because of this movie. Mm -hmm. Right. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Writers even, you know, whatever, but I mean, it's inspiring and it's, and it's the power of movie. It's the power of media when you utilize it the right way. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to give a little shout out to when they see us, you need to watch it. It's hard. It's on Netflix. It's a series. Um, it's a short series. Um, and then watch after it. Um, Oprah has everybody on her show and interviews everyone. And, um, it's just powerful. Like it's really hard to watch, but you should watch it. Um, and I, again, so I'm watching it and then I got online and for an hour, just read about the prosecutor, you know, uh, the, and you know, she's a best selling author of books that you've read. And I hate her guts. Like this is like, she ruined these people's lives because she wanted a win. Wow. Wow. And you know, but just like Billy Zane, just like Billy Zane. <laughs> he just wanted to win. He didn't care about her. He just wow. didn't. He want, didn't want to lose face. Mm-hmm. Oh, just Billy like Zane! Billy Zane. <laughs> I love the lineup. I always think of Zoolander. Oh my god! <laughs> you should listen to your friend Billy Zane. <laughs> line every time I hear Billy Zane, that's what he I think of. He came to Salt Lake for FedEx, he and he was really nice. That's what I've heard. I he heard he's really, a super nice. He guy. understands exactly who people perceive him as, mm-hmm. as an actor. And he is just really fun. Um, just writing it out, you know, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the guy who's in, sorry, but Sharknado, I, I'm having trouble thinking of his name. He's on 90210. Yeah. Um, he, yeah I know same, same thing. He came to fan X and we talked to him for a few minutes and he was like, yeah, I know that this movie's crap, but we're having a lot of fun doing it and we're making some money. So it's all good. Yeah. And, was, you know, and I can't think of his name now. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, I know. But I couldn't handle like a nautical themed show without bringing up Sharknado. Of course you couldn't. <laughs> I mean, the rest of us could have been fine. Sure. But we would have been fine yeah. without it, but that's fine. But <laughs> so, that's fair. Um, I mean, I give this movie an A. I know that there's, there's plot holes in you, the story. You're a hard one to give an A to, too. Yeah, but I mean, <clears throat> it did so much for film. Mm-hmm. 
and it did so much for romance and it did so much for movie quotes. Like it gave us, it gave us so much. And I mean, if you don't absolutely hate it, you can watch this movie. Like oh, yeah. when it's on, you're like, Oh, I'll watch, you know, wherever yeah. it's at. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're dancing mm-hmm. in the basement. Okay, oh, cool. he's chained yeah. to the, to the wall and she's taking the ax to try and cut the handcuffs. <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah, if it's, if it's, if I'm channel surfing on a Saturday and it's on, I'll, I'll watch it. I enjoyed it when it came out. Um, a lot of guys didn't unless they had a girlfriend, but um, I, I was, I enjoyed it. I still enjoy it. It's not my all time favorite, no. but it's yeah. good. I'd, I'd probably say on a technical level, I would say a, uh-huh. um, on a personal level, I'd say B. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably close to that for me too. It took me a long time to warm up to this movie because it you was were so angry. Yeah. Every weekend. Just <laughs> so destroyed, much work. So much, <laughs> so um, much spilled popcorn. So I think that for me, it, it, it took a little bit longer for me to warm up to it, but it is a good story. It's a mm-hmm. fun story. Not a fun story. That's not right. <laughs> but, but it's a, it's a good movie. And, and when it comes on, I'd probably watch it for sure. So I'd um, say be. If you want a, a good laugh, Google uh, Titanic, my heart will go on recorder. Oh yeah. Have you heard this? No. Oh, this person plays the song on the recorder. I have a recorder. I need to try this. Horrible. <laughs> it's well, so I'm going to do that funny. on the air next the, week. But we, you should be warned that if you start Googling My Heart Will Go On, you're mm-hmm. going down a rabbit hole oh, for of sure. YouTube videos mm-hmm. where they have taken that song and put it on everything. Oh, yeah. There's a, <laughs> it just there's makes one, everything better. There's one where they did it with a rubber chicken, which is my personal favorite. But <laughs> <laughs> And it's funny now because we kind of see that song as a joke. Yeah. But that was a huge best-selling song for a oh, long yeah, time. Oh, yeah. It was a huge hit. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like on every radio station. Even like the rock stations were playing. No, that they weren't. Gross. I don't think X ninety six was playing. <laughs> they were in my or memory. some alternative radio station. They're not playing it. Some rock Metallica redid it. All right, yeah. John Smith needs to chime in and let us know. <laughs> John, did you play "My Heart Will Go On"? Oh boy! No, we don't. Um, usually, talk about television shows, and I mentioned. Um, uh, when they see me, when they see us, um, but Picard oh, yeah. started this last week, and yes. it's uh, and it's awesome. I, mean, I am not like a huge Star Trek fan in the fact where I'm just like, oh my gosh, Star Trek! I watched some of Next Generation when I was younger because um, the kids that I babysat, their whole family watched it, so I got into it mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the movies. Um, and so I, I respect it, but I love Picard so much. One, he's sexy as hell yeah. and always has been. But two, I just love Picard as his character is one of my favorite characters in Star Trek. And this show is amazing. I watched the first episode twice and there's so much. And I don't know if it's because I'm such an X-Men fan, mm-hmm. but there's so much <laughs> Professor, X. Professor X in there. <laughs> but maybe I was wrong because he played Picard first. Maybe there's a lot of Picard. There's a lot of Professor Picard in Professor X. Yeah. I don't know. But um, it's the chicken or the egg. We don't yeah, know. I don't know. Oh, I don't I do. care. I'll tell you. I, see. But I, <laughs> I don't know. Picard I don't care. First. But I got to tell you that I really am enjoying Picard. And so far, I give it a B plus. Nice. Yeah, I, I watched it. Um, couldn't wait. I actually got the CBS all access, mm-hmm. uh, subscription just to watch Picard, mm-hmm. uh, which has been great. I've also gotten into discovery. I am a big star Trek fan. And so for me, it is like, Oh, it's star Trek. And mm-hmm. I'm so excited. And, and you know, you get, a, you get one important cameo, right. You know, in the first episode, I don't want to necessarily spoil it for anybody. Yeah, I mean, they've said it out yeah. loud, but yeah. So, but, but 
I, I, I really liked it. There's a lot of Star Trek fans that are being super negative about it. Um, I didn't feel like, but I don't think that I feel that way at all. I, I felt like discovery, um, was kind of new generation, mm-hmm. like more of the movies. It, it kind of felt more like the new movies to it me. Did, yep. And I thought it was fine, but I couldn't, I just couldn't get into it. I thought, okay, this is great. It's well-written. The cast is great. I watched a couple episodes and I just kind of moved on. But I feel like Picard is such a good compliment to next generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I feel, I feel like it's Star Trek. Like I don't feel like it's, well, we've got some of the characters and we've got some of the ideas, but it's, yeah, you know. And I'm excited to see where it, where it continues to go. Um, because I do feel like they've been very true to the Picard yeah. character. And they've announced a second season. Yes. Uh, yes. And Whoopi Goldberg's going to yep. be on it. Yes. He went on The View and let her know that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that she knew before. Wouldn't surprise me. I don't me, know. But, she but, looked pretty genuine. Did she? Yeah. But I thought that too. I'm like, would he really surprise her with that? Right. <laughs> That's kind of what, what if she, she, like, like, she said. No. <laughs> Hell no. I don't like want to. Proposing to your girlfriend. Okay, uh, like we're going to start again game. from the top. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, but I, I've enjoyed Picard. Everyone should check it out if you're a Star Trek fan. And you for can sure. get your first week of all access free. So you can always get it for free. And if you don't like it, then shut it off. Yep. But it's like five ninety nine a month. I think there's a discount right now, like a code so. online. I don't know where you, you can could also watch just the Google Twilight it. Zone. Yeah, the new there's Twilight a couple Zone things. is on I already there. had it before Picard, and I couldn't remember why I got it. Probably yeah. Twilight Zone. <laughs> Not, no? Maybe. Hmm. I don't know that the, I would. That yeah. was their only really big really so far. I don't know. Well, Discovery, well, Discovery was a big, it may have been for Discovery. And then I was like, Oh, Twilight Zone is on here too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Discovery is a slow burn. It's mm-hmm. taken me a little bit longer to get into it than most Star Trek, mm-hmm. but it's still good. There was one episode where they dropped two F bombs, like right in a row. And I felt like that was really weird for Star Trek. <laughs> that is weird. Um, and, but other than that, it, and that wasn't and it, and it and it fit in the story. It just mm-hmm. felt weird because it's not Star Trek. Yeah, they don't typically not do that. Typically, something you hear. So, yeah. All right. Well, there we go. That's Titanic. We've learned today. Tracy's not very romantic. <laughs> Val is. I am though. Val's not an easy A. <laughs> and for the most part, we've all enjoyed titanic so and thank you for recommending the movie thank you yeah. holly thank you holly and for the recommendation if and you have any other recommendations let us know yes yeah, send it to podcast at movies that make us.com and we'll we try to read those mm-hmm. we do read those and if we get a suggestion we'll throw it on there yep yeah, absolutely so, all right well thanks for listening and we won't see you at the movies Near. Oh, God. <laughs> i can't even try to hit those notes <laughs> all right <laughs> bye This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.